0: Bi lari aniki lò ba o xe. Bele bo benin, a Bi e gbomba suwa yinri ni mu, a di ni yo ja. niko si ron, an won lò Bi ba ban takiti, orogi lambè mèsè. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host, Bidemi Ekabo Ekabosi abala logbon eto owe Yoruba. So on this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba Proverbs that describe concepts such as respect, self-awareness, arrogance, and pride. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, So this translates to, If the chief is seen to be somersaulting, the messenger should be found standing at attention. If the chief is seen to be somersaulting, the messenger should be found standing at attention. So this basically means powerful people might be able to indulge themselves and behave anyhow. And get away with it but the not so powerful people must keep their heads they must not be seen misbehaving because they are more likely to pay dearly for that misbehavior which the powerful people the people in high places the people that are rich with so many vast resources what the things they can get away with not so powerful people cannot get away with those things and we see examples of this All around us every other day every other week in the news we see cases where some rich person is caught doing something illegal or immoral and at the end of the day they get a slap on the wrist or they get a fine to pay but if a low-level person does the same exact crime or misbehavior they get thrown in jail and forgotten in jail and this is relating something that happens in traditional Yoruba culture. This applies to every other culture all over the world. Powerful people indulge themselves, they get away with it, but they're not so powerful people, not even in terms of indulging themselves. Maybe they make a mistake and then they get the book thrown at them. So this is a cautionary warning that says whatever we do, we should have that self-awareness and know our position in society and so on so that way we, we don't find ourselves doing things that would bring inappropriate consequences. orogi lambemese. If the chief is seen to be somersaulting, the messenger should be found standing at attention. So the second proverb by here says, kosi If someone says there is no one like him or her, the wise elders maintain a contemplative silence. kosi If someone says there is no one like him or her. The wise elders maintain a contemplative silence. In other words, someone who is arrogantly overestimating himself or herself is fooling no one. Because the people around you can see past all your arrogance and pride. But then no one would bother to address it because, first of all, it's most likely not disturbing anybody it's not affecting anybody like i always say it doesn't change the price of bread on the other hand you are displaying your own foolishness out there in public for everyone to see and at that point it becomes more like entertainment and the wise people around you would not even bother to correct you because if it gets to that level there's really no point correcting you chances are they have brought this arrogant behavior to your attention many times you blew them off and now all they have to do is just maintain a contemplative silence so again this proverb is reminding us to have this self-awareness to be mindful of our behavior within the family within um, an organization depending on where we work within the society at large because it's easy to misbehave and not get people around you to say anything because you are at that point you are exhibiting your own foolishness. Being your wrong, If someone says there's no one like him or her, the wise elders maintain a contemplative silence. So the third proverb by here says, "Bi e adiye koni If a tick clings to the nose of the fox, it is not the chicken that will go ahead and remove it. If a tick clings to the nose of a fox, it is not a chicken that will now go ahead to remove it. So this proverb is a very deep proverb that brings to bear the interaction between three animals that are on a sequential ladder on the food chain. So the tick is a small insect. The chicken is a bigger animal than the tick. And the fox, of course, is bigger than the chicken. The chicken eats the tick. But then the fox eats the chicken. So now to complete the circle, the tick clings to the nose of a fox. So we've seen that, um, with dogs. Dogs and foxes, I guess canine animals have some animals that feed on them. So like um, parasites. So the tick feeds on the blood of the fox. And then there's nothing the fox can do. It just go around all day because it's probably buried too deep in the skin of the fox and so on. Again, we see this in dogs. So now the tick is on the nose of the fox. The fox cannot do anything to it. But the chicken can do something about it because the chicken would simply peck on the tick and eat it. However, the fox and the chicken, they don't go along well. The fox will always find the chicken to eat and so on. So now the tick is bothering the fox. The chicken can do the fox a favor by eating the tick, but then that will never end well for the chicken. So in other words, like I said, this is a deep proverb that tells us the relationship between three things, kind of like a triangle of prey and predator. And in so many situations in life, we find ourselves in situations where we're in a position to do something for someone, but that thing would most likely backfire on us. So then what do we do? So luckily the elders have a proverb to fix this scenario basically. And to my own understanding, what this basically says is the prey is not the one that goes to help the predator. No matter what the situation is, if something will not be of benefit to you or someone you know, it would be wise to contemplate it very well before going ahead with it. Because in this case, it's a linear relationship. The chicken eats the tick, However, the fox eats the chicken. But the tick is bothering the fox. We know that life is not as straightforward as this relationship in this proverb portrays. So in other words, there are so many things that look much more complicated than they appear to look. And it will behoove us to surround ourselves with Wise counsel to know how best to approach a scenario. So, if a tick clings to the nose of a fox, it is not a chicken that will go and remove it. So, proverb number four here says, if the person offering a sacrifice, does not invite one. Intruding is not proper. If the person offering a sacrifice does not invite one, intruding is not proper. So in traditional Yoruba cultures, um, the religious aspect of the traditional Yoruba religions, the spiritual aspect of traditional Yoruba cultures, is heavy on making sacrifices to appease the gods. And sacrifices are a very personal, um, event, unless it's a sacrifice that involves the entire community, the village town, as the case may be. So in this case, um, someone who is going to offer a sacrifice to the gods, maybe to offer special prayers for the person's family or his, his or her job or whatever the case may be. The person usually goes alone or with someone who is a trusted confidant because most times the sacrifices are done either very early in the morning or very late at night when no one is around to even know what's going on and so on. So hence the inclusion of a trusted confidant. So this proverb is now saying that if the person offering a sacrifice does not invite you to go along to either witness the sacrifice or assist with something relating to that sacrifice, inviting yourself is not proper. Because in so many cases, people that go ahead and invite themselves, what the person is praying to avoid may then jump on the intruder's head. Hence, If you're not invited, if you don't have a business in going with this person to make this deeply personal, spiritual activity, intruding is not proper. Because worst case scenario, you come back with problems that were not yours to begin with. Um, I don't want to say best case scenario because there is usually never a best case scenario. In other words, it is bad to intrude in other people's affairs. We all know this to be true. This appears in every other culture all over the world. Busybody people, prognos, they end up getting what does not um, concern them, adding on to their own problems, when they would have done better for themselves by just staying in their lane, maintaining their own, facing their own business and so on. So: If the person offering a sacrifice does not invite one, intruding is not proper. So the last proverb for this episode says, When a courtier seeks disgrace, he would ask, what can the king do? When a courtier, someone who attends the king's court, is looking to disgrace himself, he would ask, what can the king do? So, again, traditional Yoruba cultures have um, a monarchy system. Um, there is the, the political and the social aspects of Yoruba culture are usually interwoven in the king's palace. So, the king has a council of chiefs, council of elders. They all meet in the king's court. And then whenever there's this major ceremony, like the sacrifices I mentioned earlier, they start and end in the king's palace. So... Like I said, the social and the political and even the economical businesses that are meant to be addressed, um, everything starts and ends in the king's palace. So, of course, the king invites members of the community, the villagers and so on to his, to his palace, um, every now and then to host them. Um, so people who attend those gatherings are the courtiers. So if a courtier who the king has invited to come enjoy the festivities is looking for disgrace then the person would basically ask what can the king do so in other words trying to disrespect the king in his own palace saying that um now you're in the palace you can go anywhere you want you can sit anywhere you want you can eat and drink anyhow and then you are now taunting the king saying you invited me to the palace i can act As if I belong to the palace, then what can the king do about it? Of course, that never ends well. Um, we see cases where sometimes it leads to beheadings. Sometimes it leads to being banished from the community and so on. So this just basically says if we don't show respect for our patrons, our elders, someone who's in a position of authority, our bosses at work and so on, we are simply looking to disgrace ourselves because that will never end well and we see that even in the family um kids who want to decide all of a sudden to grow wings and they suddenly start disobeying their parents disrespecting their parents even if the parents don't do anything about it something will just not work out for this disrespectful child down the road because these things have a way of, you know, fixing themselves. Even if the person you are disrespecting decides not to do anything about it, it's just not supposed to happen that way. So, When a courtier seeks disgrace, it would ask, what can the king do? So that's all I have for this episode 34 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. The Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Aloe Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde, senior producer Bidemi Ologunde, executive producers Olu Falari Ologunde and Tobulaba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdmi at bdmiologanday.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.